What is up, everybody? We are back. I know it's been forever. Um, it is January. It is January 29th, 2019. So I think we did one of these the beginning of the month, and now we're doing one like towards the end of the month. So well, we, we did a we did a regular yeah, a, a shock, shock talk, talk, but we haven't done a book it's... clicks. So. Yeah, so this is our book clicks for the month of January, December, well, January. December. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about All Our Wrong Todays. Uh, so we uh, we read this. We finished it a little while ago. I kind of refreshed myself over the past uh, two weeks or so. But um, yeah, we're finally here. We're finally going to knock out this <laughs> second book of our um, book club book clicks. So. Hopefully you guys out there read it and enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. And we can talk about all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're we're happy to be back. It's been kind of kind of crazy busy, uh, yeah, it's busy been, month. It's been a bit busy. Yeah, as as it happens. Um, but yeah, so uh we're gonna be talking about this. Um first I guess we can just jump into um general like just what we thought of the book like overall so yeah. let you go ahead and start jd what what'd you think over overall of all our wrong todays oh this is written by elon mastai i hope i say that uh right. elon mastai i believe is, uh, okay I've, I've seen him say his name once or twice when i was watching a couple of video youtube videos of him describing the book so okay i think that's how I you say his name i guess you can trust him <laughs> if there's someone you can trust i guess it's him <laughs> uh but yeah no general thoughts of the book um i i enjoyed uh the first probably like quarter of the book and then didn't like the next quarter it was like <laughs> yeah. i liked the first and the third quarter but it didn't i really didn't like the second and fourth like the ending i didn't really care for at all oh really okay um i think it just it fizzled in my opinion, the the ending and like the setup for for uh, what we were getting, I, I yeah. don't think it paid off. I can see that, but I'm kind of like the opposite <laughs> a little. Like I didn't enjoy the first half of this book and really enjoyed the second half for like the last quarter. Um, I really just I didn't like the middle of the book a whole lot either because yeah. it just like slogged a whole lot. Like it was just like re-explaining everything that was going on mostly and um i like the i did kind of like i like parts at the beginning of the book just explaining this like alt like present that like he was he was living in and all that stuff yeah the um, whole world building i enjoyed the start of but then he just like lost his place in the in his world that he tried to build um yeah, yeah. um what was the main character's name again um Tom, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, so Tom um, is basically from an alternate version of our future where, like, technology is, like, rampant and, um, like, a lot of today's, like, modern, like, modern things that ALS are, like, basically, like, wiped out. Like, yeah, they don't no, exist. No cancer or anything like that. Uh, there's flying cars. Obviously. Yeah. A big thing is they're working on time travel. Uh, yeah, um, and it just seems like I don't know. Um, it's weird, like that present to me, like kind of seemed 
like yeah they cured everything in the world like that's good and that's awesome but it just it felt like it had less personality than like our present yeah in some I think weird way he kind of touches base on that too the character of tom um yeah like uh no one reads in my in my world in my in my timeline um because everything's perfect and you can't you know yeah, he said how they experience like reading and stuff is basically like a VR thing, is what it seemed like. Like they yeah. jack yeah. into the Matrix or some shit, and it downloads into their fucking eyelids or brain or whatever. And the only people that really read anything, they're reading old books like Great Expectations and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't know if um, that's how future would work, but I'll, I'll take. Yeah, that. I don't think so. I don't, and he didn't really explain that that bridge to that either like i don't know how we got to that point <laughs> but yeah in a pretty short amount of time too like it's, yeah it's set in 2016 and the uh, uh power source the uh what was it called vinyl yeah Catrider. Catrider, yeah the Catrider engine um yeah was it was started in 1965 so you know like that's a lot of stuff that changed. I mean, obviously, technology booms and it booms really fast. We've lived yeah. in, but uh, uh, that much social change, too, I think is kind of crazy. Yeah, that. it's hard to think of like the amount of social change we've had in that time with our technology. Like, it's been it's been pretty good, but it hasn't been like extreme or anything like to that extent. Like, we still have racism and all that crap. Like. Um, uh, like equal pay and all that stuff the stuff we're still obviously having to deal with and they just kind of like solved that by having like unlimited energy so, yeah that's um, apparently it solved everything i guess like in theory like if you don't have to worry about those other like bigger issues like you can the spend more time on... and stuff yeah trying to like fix society or make it to what like you think it should be but I don't know. It's an interesting, like, philosophical question, probably. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So, yeah, it just didn't seem that's what exactly he was going for with the book, too. He was just, just kind of, like, trying to show us, like, this alt-present that, like, was so great or whatever, but didn't do a good job of explaining, like, how everything got to that point. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so that's just general stuff that we thought about. We'll, we'll get more into the details here coming up um so we're just gonna talk about i guess the general narrative of the uh yeah, of the book kind of went over a little bit of it too already the... yeah yeah we did um <laughs> we have some we have some questions here which is what holds up and the, this is a new book so i don't know like this book just came out last year right uh no well we're 2019 i think the book came out in 2017 or 16 oh did it come out okay so I it's believe. been out for a little bit but this was uh, Elan Mastai's first book. So I think in that sense, it was like kind of impressive. Like he had done more like writing for TV and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that um, the way it was told, like I'm not usually a whole fan of like the, like in books, it's, I mean, it happens all the time, like the inner monologue type thing or whatever. Yeah. But I thought he did a good job of like tying that in, like why, like we're hearing this guy's like, thoughts or whatever it's like he was writing a diary at the end i guess for himself and his unborn son or something 
Um, okay, so what holds up? Um, like, I think thematically it kind of like, like, I think it's a book, like when it comes down to it, it's a book about kind of like figuring yourself out so you can like fit into like the world or like society and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I think, uh, I think that's something that like everyone can kind of relate to on a certain level where you feel like out of place, like in what you're doing, like your job or something like that, or you're not getting along with your family or something like you just want to like figure out a way to like fit in with that. And um, like not everybody has the time machine so they can go back to an alt present or whatever. But, um, so I don't know, like that's, uh, that's something that I, I really enjoyed about it. I think that would be probably the most, uh, the biggest thing that holds up overall, I'd say in the book, like you said, um, <clears throat> I can't really think of anything else because the history, the world he made, it, you can pick it apart, you know, at a, at a dime. Um, yeah. Um, like we kind of did, where this one thing that it changed that much, uh, which I guess it's he, he built a good strong world uh, with yeah. how simple he's saying it was completely changed. You know, with the unlimited yeah. energy and that just allowed everyone enough time to do any everything else in forty, fifty years. Um, yeah. I, th I think that holds up a little bit, but I don't know. I think it is kind of tough, like, in that sense, too, if you start trying to explain everything. Yeah. And then people, like, are more likely to, like, pick it apart as, um, like, you leave a lot of room for, like, interpretation or something, or, like, for them to, like, write their own way of how it got here if you kind of leave those blanks. But, um, I don't know. I still feel like there could have been, been more there. Um, yeah. I've but read like a lot of sci-fi future novels or whatever, and they usually do a good job of still leaving some holes, but like explaining like I don't know the process of like how these things happen got to this point. Right. So I mean that leads up right up into the what doesn't hold up. Uh, yeah. Book. <laughs> um, I thought, but I had quite a few things that I didn't think really <laughs> held up all too well. Um, but my biggest pet peeve was kind of like the love story throughout this book like i just i don't know i didn't buy it like i didn't i didn't feel that emotional connection between the two characters as yeah. much as like you're wanting to or supposed to i guess it didn't hold up at all um i think that was my biggest pet peeve of the book was this this relationship that's supposed to be driving everything like yeah it's the reason he went back in time uh and ended up fucking up everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's just not a good relationship um no it didn't seem like a very healthy relationship like at all <laughs> and i think that's probably uh on the character's part like that was definitely his fatal flaw uh, mm -hmm. he he wasn't very mature uh I, I think he wasn't very mature in the end either he didn't really have a growing uh a growth throughout the entire story yeah i didn't feel like he yeah i didn't feel like he did a whole lot of growing throughout the story besides kind of like that whatever 50 years that he spent in like paradox or whatever but even then he was just trying to like um 
just trying to gain like wisdom or knowledge or something. I yeah, guess. He so he's not really like improving on himself, just like what he knows. Yeah, and he doesn't ever really turn inwards on himself. Like, he, yeah, he basically accepts that he's a pretty shit person. And yeah, yeah, and which is sucked. <laughs> like I didn't, I couldn't relate to him like in that sense at all. Yeah, and if the world is such a perfect place. Would there be such shitty people? Um, but, and he tries to make the defense that he's, like, not a shitty person where he comes from, because there's no such thing as, like, uh, like there's equality for everyone in his present or whatever, but, like, when he goes back to, like, our present, like, he's just, like, a normal, like, schmuck or whatever. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Well, if, if everyone's like him in that alternative future, then everyone's a shit person, because... Like he yeah. he definitely didn't uh, have a lot of morality or anything. I don't know. I just yeah, like he was a womanizer like in the future, and he went back in time and was like a womanizer like in our uh, present or whatever. I keep saying future, but that kind of throws me off because it's kind not actually the future, but it's like yeah, it's a reality reality basically. Yeah. Which I did. Let me go back to what holds up really quick. I did like how he did that because you can get into like. A lot of freaking trouble if you try to like um do like future like time travel stuff or whatever because i don't know i'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that stuff because i'm like well i mean obviously like this happened like this like there's no way you can change it because it already happened um but like with doing like the alternate present kind of stuff like it left a little bit uh room open for changing things i guess yeah didn't have the paradox and yeah, yeah. Rip exactly. the worlds apart, universes and realities. Um, yeah, so, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, that that was definitely another thing that held, holds up really well. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing real quick that holds up, but I'm just thinking about now. But um, I really liked how he described, like, his relationship with, like, his mom and, like, her death and everything, um, like, in the first part of the book. Like, I thought that was really kind of, like, heartfelt and like like passages from that i feel like could be like picked out and like just interpreted like on their own because it's kind of like poetry in a sense how he was writing a lot of that like about a funeral and like all that stuff right um so that was cool and i think um i hope i'm getting this right but uh the author um he wrote this book like pretty soon after his mom died is what i was reading so he took a lot of inspiration, like, from that and, like, wrote it into the book, and I think you can feel it in those parts, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Uh, did you have anything else on either of those points? No, I think I think I've got enough out there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we can jump to, uh, did we like how the story was told? And, like I said earlier, like, I'm not always a huge fan of just, like, the inner, like, the inner, um, monologue type storytelling yeah because you don't first person yeah exactly because you don't get a whole lot of like other characters and stuff like that and if like the character the main character is like someone that you don't like then like the whole story is like told from his perspective and like i just couldn't get into it i don't know (laughs) that might be the biggest thing that was holding it back for me because i didn't care for him at all uh, yeah, at least in other, like, books, like, if you don't like the main character, then... And I kind of liked, like, some of the, like, secondary characters in this book, too. But um, you don't get to hear, like, 
anything from their voice really so yeah um but yeah uh, go ahead what are you saying well yeah i've i've read quite a few books that are told from the perspective of the main character uh and this one tries to explain why it's like that i think uh that's fine and setting up a narrative like that uh, like dresden files has that narrative it's it's uh being told by harry dresden in his own form you know it's that's how he's talking that's how he's interpreting everything uh, i think that's definitely a, the probably the best way to do it um and this one just didn't really maybe maybe it was like you said the fact that the uh you don't really care for the or i don't really care for the main character too much so yeah that might be skewing my thoughts on it a little bit but i didn't really care for the, the uh narration or the storytelling in this book yeah and in like in like some parts like i i couldn't relate with his like motivations like at all or whatever like he got to the future or to our to our timeline yeah to our timeline and um all he was really thinking about is like all the people that he like killed and erased in like his timeline or something too but he never like thought about like all the people that like were created because of that timeline like it's just he had this one like track type of mind yeah and like everything was like black and white to him um but i don't know um uh, back back to how it was told though um i do think that he did a the author did a good job of like explaining why like you kind of get this like this um diary type of sorts like throughout the book um but even that like i don't i don't think it was good enough to like justify like me not liking the character throughout the whole story <laughs> yeah yeah um but okay, uh, so with that, let's jump to uh, our favorite character <laughs> characters. Um, so we're both pretty much in agreement that we didn't like Tom. Yeah. Um, and I kind of didn't like any of his like alt selves. <laughs> like they were all kind of like douchebags. Uh, the super future one in particular, I can't remember his name. Like the apocalypse present one. <laughs> Yeah, that, I can't remember any of the names. Wasn't there like a was there a Don? Yeah, uh I think Don was the one, the architect that's from like our present. Right. Something. Yeah, that's right. And um, I can't remember the other guy, but he doesn't like he doesn't fucking justify having him. It, it just <laughs> it got so convoluted. Like <laughs> It really did. Like towards the end there you were following like three timelines. And it, it, all this happened in like two chapters. Yeah, it so was like, the last chapter. Yeah. I... <laughs> so it felt really out of place in this book. Like I, I found it kind of interesting because it was just like like up until that point, like it was kind of just like losing my interest or whatever. Then you throw this other timeline in and like, whoa, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Are we right. reading the same book? But um I did. I did yeah. like the the twist, but I didn't like anything else piece about it. <laughs> like the characters all being the main character that we don't like. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. who, who is your favorite character? Let's... 
Um, I really liked his sister a whole lot. Um, I thought her kind of like arc and stuff was really uh, really interesting, like how she um developed that app or whatever and yeah. um, like sold it to that company, which and then she didn't realize that they were they just wanted to buy the app so they could get all this user information on who was using it and everything. Like I thought that was really uh, timely and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked his future dad and future mom a whole lot. Like I thought they were kind of cool and kind of a, like cute little couple, I guess. Like compared to their you mean other the, options, our timeline parents. Uh, yeah, our timeline parents of his. Um, but uh, and I liked uh, Penny. Was that her name? Yeah, yeah, Penny. Yeah, I thought she, like our our Penny uh, in particular, the the book the bookstore owner. Yes, because it was Pen Penny and Penelope, I think. Were yeah, the yeah. two versions of her. Yeah, so I thought she was thought she was cool. I thought she definitely got a um, bad rap. Obviously, <laughs> the shit that she had to like deal with from John and Tom and whoever John the fuck Max. else. Yeah, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah. What about you? Did you have a, a my favorite? favorite was actually Lionel Catrelli. Really? So yeah. okay, our Lionel. Yeah, the guy that he uh, bumps into when he comes back, or when he comes to our timeline, to our to our reality. Yes. Um, gotcha. I think it was just I enjoyed his uh, story a little bit. You know how he's this scientist that makes this uh, device that ends up actually killing the entire crew that he has um, mm -hmm. in the quote-unquote good reality. Um, then once that doesn't happen in ours, you know, it's a, kind of a shambled old scientist that knows that he could have been, like, what he did was almost there. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, he him being kind of jaded by that, but then at the end of the story, how he was kind of working for the main character. Well, not really for, but, you know, yeah. working yeah, alongside that... in terms of getting That made me like his character a whole lot when like, yeah. he realized that that's what's going on. Because, like, when he first shows up and is, like, tricking him you think into doing all this shit you're like wow this guy's like a douchebag yeah this is the this is the villain of the story when the villain yeah. is the main character the entire time but it yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was cool and you get that little reveal it's like oh okay this gives this character like so much more deference yeah that's why i liked it so much um that's what made um, him be my favorite i did hate his um uh, fucking love relationship too though like, yeah there's no good relationship in this yeah. book besides the mother yeah there really isn't like i didn't understand like i just don't understand that in like stories and stuff in general just like why two people who like love each other just like can't fucking be together like it's not really that hard like i don't think i'm sure like she's married and like has this kid that's like not even the one that you're married to, like, father or whatever, so they have to, like, lie about that. It's just, it's so convoluted. Like, I think, 
stories and movies and all that stuff just do they feel like they have to like pigeonhole this like super romantic like notion into everything and just i don't know i mean i i get it like you want to romanticize everything but i don't know it's just not not realistic (laughs) at all right yeah um yeah so that was my main beef with him other than that i i really enjoyed his character um okay but yeah that's about uh oh okay uh, so we have another one of the characters here yeah <laughs> i think this is gonna be a good trend on a lot of our books <laughs> yeah it was the first one so if you guys remember um uh, when we talked about uh i am legend we talked about why um neville neville was so goddamn thirsty in that book <laughs> like talking about all the female vampires bodies and all that crap so i think it's only fair for us to talk about how or why John was so goddamn thirsty in this book. Tom. Tom, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, he had some dude, issues. Yeah, yeah, he definitely had some issues. Um, he was sleeping around like crazy in his presence or whatever, which, whatever. I mean, chase your bliss, I guess. But um, he killed. <laughs> he slept with uh, Penelope in his presence and she ended up being pregnant the day before she was about to like travel through time and then that just screwed everything up yeah and then she like uh, walked through that whatever phaser thing which i still don't really understand but killed herself yeah she, um, she didn't like have her skin suit on or something like that and <laughs> yeah a bunch of uh... I, it was weird <laughs> that was a weird I guess they do somewhat of a better job explaining it, like, in the book, but it's like, okay, like, you don't have any, like, barrier, like, between here or anything, you just walk through there and you're dead, I guess? Like, okay. Um, but yeah, so. She, uh, so yeah, she found out she was pregnant, she couldn't go on the mission, so. Like, she was like, okay, I guess I got nothing to live for, I'm gonna go kill myself now. Um, and then he like steals the fucking time machine and goes back in time. Like, I don't even know if he's going back in time to like save her or anything, or if it's just like it doesn't some... seem like it. No, it just seems like some like selfish impulse that he like wants to get away or something. So he's gonna steal this time machine and go back in time. Well, it's, it, it, he like explained it being um, how her dream was to be the first person to go back in time. And then he caused her to kill herself, and so he's like, "The only way to get this right is to, for me to be the first person to go back in time." Yeah, his uh, uh, motivations and a lot of things just, yeah, I don't know. He's really damn thirsty. Yeah. Um... Definitely. I don't know if he's more thirsty than Neville, but actually he might be more thirsty than Neville. I think he was. Yeah, because Neville Neville put a lock on that shit. Like, Neville could control his, at least. Like, yeah, he, 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 uh, how long was it that Neville was celibate or whatever, you know, having that under control? He, he went years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he just, like, looked at some vampire titties, like, every once in a while. <laughs> it's like, not for me. <laughs> um but all right so yeah um in the gauntlet of uh thirsty 
male uh, novel um, characters protagonists. Yeah, I think John is John is leading the pack now. Tom, Tom, I keep saying John. What the hell, Tom? Okay, I'm sorry, Tom. You are you're the king, I guess. Uh, okay, so we're gonna jump to impact of this book. Um, so I'm I had a question mark two. here because. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. I could see a movie adaptation of this book being much, much better than the book. Yeah, that's. Um, I could see that too, but um, I don't know how you do that last act in a movie. But there's plenty of books that I've read that I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna fucking put this thing in a movie <laughs> and they do it. So yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say that, but I think I think it definitely could. I think if you get like a fucking charming actor to be like. Yeah, uh, I think it would really hinge Tom. on that. Um, yeah. But I really Don't do think him. it would be better. Yeah, that, who would uh, be your ideal uh, actor? Ideal casting for this? Yeah. Um, You know who I think fits the character a whole lot, but I think would be, like, shitty or whatever? Who's that? Um, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see that at all. I, yeah. could, I could see him being Lionel, maybe. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I He's just... not old enough, but... Yeah. I don't... How um, do you see Tom being Nick Cage? I don't know, man. Nick Cage does a lot of these weird-ass fucking movies or whatever. Like, I'm just thinking about Family Man, and I was watching The Weatherman the other day because I thought that that was actually Family Man, and that's a di- whole different <laughs> movie. Whatever. whatever, we don't need to get into a Nicolas Cage like <laughs> rants right here but um i don't know i could just see him being that straight face like kind of depressed like tom or whatever like throughout or whatever just like super self like involved and everything i don't know um but see who would i like to be uh to tom in this movie um Trying to see if there's actually if it's being turned into a movie or not. Yeah, I was I was looking it up too, and I think somebody had actually bought the rights to it, but there's nothing like in production or anything. Um, damn it, what's his name? Uh, from Quiet Place, John Kazowski or whatever. <laughs> I can never say his name. Kazinski, yeah. Kazinski. Yeah, I I think he would like. I would like to see the movie with him in it. Like, I think it would be. I think way he's more charming enough, but I don't think he's shitty enough. I don't think you could pull off a shitty person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty likable. There's parts in like uh, Jack Ryan where he's kinda shitty though. It's actually no, there's not. He's kinda just like fucking IRL Captain America and <laughs> that show. I can't say that. <laughs> um so yeah, you gotta be charming and a little bit shitty. <laughs> I think Ryan Gosling is too charming. Yeah, but he is kind of shitty too in some stuff. Yeah, he can be sh- pretty shitty. Hmm. What about like an Idris Elba? Like he's charming and can be like an asshole. I think he's too I old. That. Yeah, you're right. He's too old. But Idris Elba can be like in anything. He's a great actor. I could see him being a uh, contriver. Trader, yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Because he was also charming too. So, yeah. Um, 
You know what I want to play Katrider though? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Oh should shit, be good. that would be good. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I don't know. I don't have the perfect casting. Yeah, in, no. in mind for this one. But I definitely would like to see it uh, turned into a movie. I th- I think that would be would be interesting. I, would, I, I think uh, it would be a stronger movie than it was book. I think some parts you would have to edit or water down a whole lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean like they do that anyway. And, in movies but um okay so i got a few uh impact questions here as well all right so is this book a realistic interpretation of modern society <laughs> so i guess like our presence like represented in the book like i mean i guess so like that's i felt like that was our world for the most part um yeah I mean, can't really screw up too much on Having it be on our modern society, um, yeah, yeah. He didn't seem like he uh, he took any risks. Like he just kind of tried to create our society when we went back to it. But that's um, that leads to my other question. So, is the alt um, the alternative, like the alt, like present that uh, Tom is originally from? Is it uh, in the book? Is it an actual like aspirational or like realistic goal for like something that we should achieve for like a society? I think it's too bland from what like yeah he described it as uh, for being perfect. It didn't seem perfect. Uh, how he like no one had any imagination. So I don't know how. How that is perfect <laughs> i don't know yeah um i think uh obviously like the curing cancer and all that like stuff is like aspirational absolutely but um i don't think you should um i don't think you should reach for that stuff like in um what am i trying to say i don't think you should uh like forget like what's makes a society like great just by trying to like cure it from like all its ails or whatever like if that makes sense like in the in the book there's like no there's no individual like um presence it doesn't seem like at all like everyone's just like kind of living the same life like yeah. there's no individualism or anything and i think that maybe that is part of what comes out of like a perfect society or whatever. Like you kind of have to have cracks, kind of have to have like things that are different to make um uh, to make you want to actually like achieve more. Because we just reach that top pinnacle, and there's like nowhere else to go from there. I like I like Star Trek's version of how they like get to the perfection or to equality and everyone's yeah the best they can be. Yeah, I like how even they as, do that. Even in Star Trek too, there's still like conflict and stuff like that. Like I didn't see any like conflict in that like alt present that they have or whatever. So yeah, like <clears throat> I feel like if there's if you hear cancer, there's gonna be something else that pops up. Yeah, and it wasn't like that in the book. Like it was like we cured cancer. Okay, everything else is good. Like that just doesn't seem realistic to me. Like, yeah. There's always gonna be something else to reach for 
something else to fix for fixers. Yeah, for sure. So, in that sense, I didn't think it really was a good like um, representation of like humanity. I guess. Yeah. Um, like he he was saying how the Jetsons had it right. He they had the flying cars and yeah, goody goody everything. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of makes you think about the future and <laughs> like what what we do once we like. I I mean like Elon Musk is a good example of like just fucking going for it and like like he doesn't like some of his goals are like unrealistic and stuff and everybody has like different um uh opinions on Elon Musk out there so I don't want to offend anybody <laughs> but um like I think we need more of like more people just like. Like, don't tell out. me what's, yeah, don't tell me it's impossible. Like, just tell me, like, what we need to get there. <laughs> like, Never tell me the odds, kid. Exactly. Like, if you don't ask those kind of questions, then it just, like, pushes back, like, progress, basically. Yeah. Even if it's not realistic, like, now or in the next 10 years or something, right. at least, like, you get the gears moving or whatever to get yeah. to that next Can we step. get to Mars in the next 20 years type of thing, you know? It's just like... yeah. Exactly. It's like the moonshot shit. Like I think we can, JF, so let's make it happen. Yeah, like JF said, we were going to the moon, and we fucking went to the moon. Like, when he said that, there was no fucking, yeah, like, NASA or anything like that. It wasn't like, there, but that sparked the drive. Yeah. I just, I think we need more of that Yeah, in today's society, for sure. Yeah, I agree. That might not even be, like... What I was asking with this question, but <laughs> that was the answer we got to. <laughs> yeah. But all right, so um, that's kind of what we got on. I feel like we could maybe talk more about it, but I don't know if it's worth talking more about this about this book. I kind of want to know what you guys thought of it. If anybody out there read it, so um, you guys can email us at uh, the beta shock at wait no, <laughs> that's not that's not right. <laughs> you can email. Out of shape. You can email us at shocktalk at betashock.com. That's <laughs> shocktalk at betashock.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the betashock. Um, send us questions there or whatever. Or just follow us. I think we have like 30 followers now. So, yeah. Like if uh, we get that up to more than 30, I'd be happy. <laughs> Gotta keep it growing, baby. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for taking time to listen to uh listen to this podcast and um email email us your questions uh next month uh what are we gonna be reading next month <clears throat> so next month we are re- reading the buried 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 giant the buried giant by kazu ishiguru i'm not sure if i said the name correctly of the author it's but better than i could have done so <laughs> um but yeah i've been hearing a lot like i've been like looking at new authors and stuff like me and jd both have so like start to start reading or whatever and this guy came up in a whole lot of like conversations and stuff so i kind of want to get get started on his stuff yeah neither, neither of us have read anything from him so i think this is a good yeah. book to jump into as well it's kind of uh he's he open this up again real quick he's got where's the also by in the front or the back no front all right so holy crap he's got a lot of books out actually (laughs) uh the buried giant was out in 2016 i want to say and he also has 
the other two that we were considering from him was the Re- remains of the day, right? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, I remember us talking about that one. Remains of the day, and I think it was his newest one that just came out. So I think this is the one that uh, we settled on just for the story, uh, which is set in post-Arthurian Britain, um, <clears throat> following a an elderly British couple who bumps into a few other characters along the way. And according to the back cover, it says, The buried giant is luminous meditation on the act of forgetting and the power of memory, an extraordinary tale of love, vengeance, and war. So that's quite a grand thing to be setting out for. So we'll see if it can... Uh, nails it. Yeah. Hopefully it nails it more than uh, all our rock today. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not a very high bar. Um, <laughs> but all right. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you guys today. Um, we're probably going to be doing a shock talk here soon, hopefully. I say that now. We're going to hopefully try to get back on a regular schedule or something. Um, and then we still have our Game of the Year stuff. So we need to talk to Britt and the rest of the TSG crew so we can schedule that. But uh, a lot coming up. So, uh keep uh keep an eye on our twitter and uh the site and stuff too so yep that's all i got uh thank you guys and we will uh we'll see you guys next time later later